This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. That's right. It's time for the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How you doing, Reavers? So I need to ask you a question in it doesn't necessarily stem from anything, but I'm always genuinely curious. As a guy that's in charge of retail, Mm -hmm. and this is a very, very, very busy time of the year for you, just all things considered, gift giving, snow removal, whatever, do you see uh, an actual starting date from when the business starts to boom? Is it post-Thanksgiving? Is it pre-Thanksgiving? Like, what, when is yeah, that time? you know, it's a little different in the hardware business. It's, you know, we're not a big Black Friday. You know, we have a big bump up on Black Friday, sure, right? Sure, Just but like everybody not, else. Yeah, yeah, but it's not like the Targets of the world or the Walmarts of the world because we're more purpose-driven, not just general crap. Okay. Right? I mean, we have general crap, too. <laughs> but, but, you know, when people come in to get stuff for a project that they have. But lately, we've just been busy. We Okay, well, I mean, let me tell you one thing. So Christmas trees, a bunch of our Christmas tree vendors just went out of business this last year. Oh, that's right. You were telling me this off the air. And so we have only five stores that have Christmas tree lots now. Out of your 21 stores? Yeah, but normally we didn't have them all have, like maybe about... 12 had Christmas tree lots, right? Not everyone had them. them So we we cut it down to roughly in half, and people are buying Christmas trees like crazy. Wow. It is unbelievable. I was like, oh my goodness, we're going to be out of Christmas trees. Note to everybody out there, I think because there are so few lots out there, you know, just because so many places went out of business. Go ahead and get your Christmas tree very early. Otherwise, it's going to be slim pickings in about 10 days. So we actually purchased ours. What day was that? It was that nice, warm Saturday. Okay. It would have been the Saturday after Thanksgiving. The Saturday before Thanksgiving, I think. No, this was post-Thanksgiving oh, okay. because uh, we, we had we had went to... We had went? We had went. We yeah. went to her, her parents for on actual Thanksgiving, and then we came home Friday after like late afternoon mm-hmm. and then she said hey, I want to go get the tree tomorrow. And I remember it was really nice out that day. It was in the 40s or 50s. Did you buy a live tree? So we go to this place in and it it it's just kind of a tradition thing. Okay. So we every year uh, there's this place we used to live in Chanhassen mm-hmm. and there's this place called the Mustard Seed. It's a yep, it's a yep. neat place. It's yep. got if if you have oh, here fellas gather around. Uncle mm-hmm. Reavers is going to give you mm-hmm. a little bit of advice. If you want to get your wife something kind of cool, get her a gift card from the mustard seed yeah. or Fratelloni's. Sure. But but the mustard seed and let her go nuts. It's it's just it's a cool store full of crap that chicks dig. So why am I envisioning like she's got one of those little hats on with the pom poms. Oh, 100%. maybe a vest. Yes. She's got boots on and a scarf and and she's carrying a mug of Either cocoa or whiskey. apple cider. Screwball whiskey. Yeah, but it's just apple <laughs> cider, and you're just like throwing a super soft, um, you know, uh, snowball at her, and she's laughing at you, and then you tackle her. Or that snow. GMC commercial where I got you something, and he hands her the puppy, yeah, and then she hands him the keys to the the new Chevy pickup. Isn't that, that the best? Um, so actually, I'd be here's, so pissed if my wife bought me a car. Would you? Hundred percent. I'd be like, that's it's not why the, the color commercial I wanted. makes me angry. Yeah, it's not the color I want. Hey, I didn't want those I seats. Know I bought you a vehicle, but I. I brought you out to the middle of the freaking woods yeah. to give it to you. I'm just so, and I, it, sure, it's, it would be a nice thing to win, but right. if she spent money on it, I'd be so mad. So here's why I like this store and why I, most of stuff like this, oh my God, I'm all long till we're old. I mm. actually enjoy this for yeah. a couple of reasons because she's 
all in. Like she okay. loves all the right. decorating the house. She loves the tree. She loves all of that. So I'm cool helping to facilitate said purchase, right? Nice. But here's why this place is neat. So, um, and those that know the area know exactly what I'm talking about. It's right off of Highway 100, just north of Shakopee, at the, the, what would that be? The southwestern tip of Chanhassen. Mm-hmm. And it's a neat spot, and the tree lot is pretty big, but they have all sorts of different kinds of trees. And so basically, what my job is, is to occupy the, the boys so she can pick out the roam okay. and say, nope, nope, ooh, I like the smell of that one. Oh, I don't like the look of that one. And I just let her do her thing, right? Mm-hmm. You just tell me, I'll grab the tag and go pay for it. Like, that's my job. Yeah. Right? There you go. Yeah. And so this place is neat. Well, anyway, um, so we go there every year and make the purchase. And then, of course, what happens? They, you know, they, they, they tie it to the, to the roof of your car. It's, it's nice. fantastic. And so then, of course, what do I do every single year? Boys, want to see something cool? What? And then I open up the sunroof, and then the tree um, falls into the car. Nice. And then I get yelled at. And then I shut the shut the sunroof again because <laughs> um, you get all that crap right in the sunroof, right so inside. So, what's the, the car. right price for you? What's the? That's where spent, I was going. Okay, let's see. I want to hear this. So, I was, and I again, uh, this just in: mm-hmm. the price of everything is a little bit more is double yeah, yeah. than it was a year ago. Mm-hmm. I could not believe what they were charging for trees, and again, sure. it's not them because I know cost went up. Other yeah. places are also mm-hmm. charging this, but they had one tree. And it was a good size. It would not have fit. And now our new living room is is bigger, mm-hmm. but this one would not have fit in our living room. Okay, this, it's a big tree. This sucker was thirteen feet tall. Okay, I mean it was a big so tree. It's a special tree, and it was six hundred dollars. Six hundred dollars. Yes. Okay. And I thought, and it was a so beautiful how, how much, tree. How much was a standard tree? So the one we purchased was one. Was it one oh nine? One hundred nine bucks. I okay. think. So here, let me give you a year ago. It would have probably been seventy nine bucks. Okay, so which I thought, okay, whatever. Two years ago, the most expensive tree at Fratelloni's was thirty nine ninety seven. You are kidding me. No, we had trees up to twelve feet. Okay, we have a new tradition. Okay, yes. (laughs) So and I and I get like we're we are a. We can't have many open because it's a small lot, so we have some open, and then people are kind of just looking at the height of the tree saying, oh, I'll risk it, right, because they're still wrapped up in some cases. Sure. And But today, our most expensive tree on the lot, I don't quote me on this, I should know it, is $79.99, right, no matter what. Okay. And then there's trees down to 40 bucks, right, because it goes all the way down from there, depending on if it's a scotch pine, a Fraser fir, balsam fir, and so on. So we go, my wife and I go to our store at 650 Grand Avenue, who has a really small little tree lot, right? So it's right out in front of the store, it's a small tree lot. And she's looking and looking, I said, honey, that tall one there, let's get that one, it's all wrapped up. She goes, well, we don't know, should we open it? I'm like, it's not, we can't open it, it takes hours for it to fall down out in the cold. And then so I, I start loading that one, and then I go. She goes in and pays, right? Because I don't own the company anymore. I got to pay for everything, right? Which is fine because that's what I did before. But I, it felt weird, right. right? She had to go in and pay, and I'm loading it up. And um, she's like, "Yeah, I, I bought two trees." And I said, "Oh, huh. why? <laughs> what, what are we doing?" She goes, "Oh, we're going to put up two trees this year." Oh, that's nice. Of and you. I just thought, huh. huh? And I had tried to. We had these little projector things that you set on the floor, and it shoots a Christmas tree up onto the wall. Oh, cool. Right? And we had them on closeout and still do for like $3.90, normally 30 bucks. Wow. Right? We had a bunch of them. We have them on deep, deep, deep closeout. Okay. And I said to her, I'm like, I don't even know, kind of jokingly, I said, I don't even know if we really need a tree this year. Because we had this projector thing, right? We could just project it onto the wall. That was my mistake. So because I tried to 
skip out on the tree altogether. She got two trees. Oh. And then she de- decorated them last night because what I do is I put them up, right? Mm-hmm. And then That's she, does the, she does all the rest. Yep. They look fantastic. I mean, our trees are off the charts beautiful. Now, may I ask a question? Sure. You have three girls. There's no chance in hell you were serious about not doing a tree this year. Yeah, no, I was. I was wow. 100%. My kids don't care. Really? Well, maybe they do. Wait, let me restate this. I don't care if my kids care. Well, hey, I heard you talking about Santa Claus and not wanting to <laughs> spoil Santa. Yeah. And you are under the impression that your 11-year-old is still unsure of Santa. No, 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 no. Um Okay, how do I how do I how do I phrase this? My 11-year-old is really sharp. Sure. He's a really sharp kid. And he also has a really good memory um, about – so I'm morning guy, right? So okay. I take the boys to school every morning. And it can be anything from, oh, who won the football game last night to, hey, Dad, do you remember 638 days ago when you said – I go, Jesus, yeah. how does he oh, remember no. that? He gets that from your, his mom probably, right? <laughs> so – I got to be careful because he is literally a sponge. A he remembers yeah. everything, okay. which is which is really good Smart, and will yeah. help him uh, in the long term. Um, but there will be thing, and but his his one thing is he is so bad at lying. Oh, okay, I can which tell is a good thing. What, I can tell right away when I know he mm-hmm. and he doesn't intentionally try to lie. It's just well, um, you know, uh, you can just sure. tell. Yeah. And so I remember we were talking, this was a, a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about whatever. And then I had said, oh, and then he goes, yeah, well, maybe um, uh, Santa will just bring it. And I, could th- I went, oh, okay. But I know he's also smart enough to say, well, I'm not going to reveal that I know because yeah. I'm not giving up the goods. Are you yeah, kidding me? he understands me? causality. If he says he doesn't believe in Santa, <laughs> Santa doesn't come for him anymore. God, that's uh, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that that was uh, that was my point okay. on yesterday's Garage Logic podcast. Because you don't podcast. want him at uh, – 11-year-old is in what? Uh, fifth grade. Fifth, fifth grade, yep. You don't want him turning to his buddy Steve and saying, well, what do you get from Santa? And have Steve say – Moron, there is no. You still right. believe in Santa? Right. And have him go. Well, my dad said he's he real. Yeah. So, well, yeah, and, okay. and again, it, it's 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 just fun because his little brother, the eight year old, mm-hmm. basically spends his life doing two things: doing everything that his older brother does, and then also tormenting his older brother at the same really? time. Okay. That's that he wakes up with with one objective. That's, and that's a nice to, move. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so nice anyway, move. so he's also smart. Can't give up yeah. the goods. Plus. I believe I shared this on the sh- on GL yesterday. It's going to have a much more devastating effect on my wife than mm-hmm. it is on my kids. Mm-hmm. Not even close. When they stop believing. Right. And in fact, if it gets to that point, I'm just going to have to pull them aside and say, hey, boys, um, I know you're in your 20s, um, but we're still going to go with this this year because it will cripple your mother if she... You know. I still get gifts from Santa from my parents. I mean, Aww. I assume my parents are the ones buying it. <laughs> I was too... Um, I am too selfish of a person okay. because I one time bought my oldest daughter, who at the time was like five, a really, really sweet gift, and I wrote Santa on there. Aww. And she turned and she's like, oh, my God, Santa got me this gift. And she goes, if only you would have gotten me something like this. And I said, that's it. So now Santa gets them the socks and underwear and the makeup <laughs> case, and Dad gets them the cool shoes and the skateboard or whatever they want. Because I'm not going to let Santa take the... Take all the fun. Oh. Right? I'm not going to let that random dude who's may or may not be real right. 
get the credit for it. I want to get the credit for it. Um, so we t- we t- touched on, excuse me, a lot of subjects last week, but I wanted to read this email from Paul because you brought up something that I was completely unfamiliar with, and Paul and a number of others weighed in, including the entire cast of Garage Logic. Hmm. Uh, I believe it was when we were not recording the show. Uh, hey, Reeves. I was listening to the weekly scramble and you and Mike's airport stories. Back in the 80s, when I was first out of college, I lived in San Diego. You lucky bastard. At the beginning of the runway, at the east end, there is slash was a parking garage. I'm very familiar with that part of the San Mm -hmm. Diego airport. It was rumored that it was built too tall and that because of that, cars were not allowed on the very top floor. Also, that there were tire marks from airplanes on the top floor. Anyway, one time flying in for a visit after I'd moved uh, moved to Minnesota, my wife hates the takeoff and landing, so I'm watching out the window, counting down until we touch down. While she squeezes all the blood out of my hand, <laughs> I count down to zero and start counting back up. We go past the first terminals at the east end that they used to be Continental Airlines, yet we still haven't touched down. Then the power comes back, and we go back up in the air. Somehow my hand is not crushed. The pilot came on and gave some excuse about unexpected traffic on the tarmac, which was B as in B, S as in S. Uh, He went in for a landing and missed the ground. The runway is pretty short, so they had to get on the ground early, and he didn't do it. Loving the show, Paul in Buffalo. Yeah, that is a – you remember landing in San Diego? I remember that parking lot exactly. I know exactly which one he's talking about. Yeah, you're going right through downtown, Mm -hmm. which is weird because this is, you know, around 9-11 – Remember, you'd, you'd mm-hmm. fly and you'd say, well, this seems like we're getting too close to buildings. Right. Like, this has to be freaking people out. Right. Because you're hundreds of yards off of buildings there. And what looks like hundreds of yards off this parking ramp. It does not look very far off no. from the base. Well, it's, the worst one is uh, not O'Hare. What's the other one? Midway, Midway. in Chicago. Yeah. Y- you land in a neighborhood. Yeah. But, you are literally not, landing in. Yeah, but you're not landing in by big buildings. You're oh, not that's downtown. True. No, that's, that's in, a in good San point. In San Diego, you're flying through downtown yeah. San Diego. You're like. What is going on? This seems not. We're like about to run over another homeless yes. guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to get rid of the drug problem. Oh, could you imagine? You're just out of college and you're living in San Diego. No, I, I like I like Coronado, San Diego. I like, but Coronado's the place to be. You know what though? I disagree. Really? Well, Coronado feels like you're so isolated. Yeah. Like no crime, <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, no bums. I will say that no I th- drugs. I think I've shared this with you. We, we, we did San Diego three or four straight years with our kids, mm-hmm. just because she and I love that city. Well, it's kind of last year was probably the last time, or the last time is probably the very last time we'll take our kids out there because it was just nah. yeah. well, California in general is just turning into an asshole. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, we had made the drive to because. Cor- for Mother's Day, she got a night at what's the big famous the Coronado Inn? What's the yeah, big Coronado, yeah. yeah Hotel so, Coronado. Hotel Coronado, yeah. thank you. So for Mother's Day, she got one night there by herself, massage, the whole nice. the whole bit. Like that was her gift, yeah. right? From from me and the boys. And um, so we make the drive on the bridge. And I'm gripping that damn steering wheel. I'm in Are I'm in the left. Me? Oh, I I I I it it was giving me. I still get the elevator stomach thinking about Reavers. it. I know, I know. You're, you're a six foot four tough guy. I I know. I don't get you. Could have. Were you ever a bouncer at a bar? No, I. I well, for one shift, and I lasted forty five minutes okay. and said, "I'm not doing this." Okay, you just seem like you could be a bouncer. You're a bouncer's eyes. Okay. Okay. Like no I'm one's a lover, gonna really not mess a fighter, with you though. 
Yeah, but no one's going to, they don't know that. Sure. No one's going to matter. Okay. So when you talk about being scared driving over a bridge, it you have to hand me your man card because that doesn't make sense. It's it's not even bridge driving. It's that bridge. What do you think is going to happen? The thing's going to cave in. And I'm going to go plummeting into the water. It's not going to. Well, ever. oddly enough, we were talking about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. We were doing bridge talk. <laughs> I don't know why it came up, but Kenny had mentioned, oh, Kenny had mentioned the the Mackinac Bridge in Michigan. Okay. Because I think he was looking at a snowmobile or maybe Joe was looking at a car. I don't remember. But I didn't tell this part. So years ago, when uh, I was leaving, uh, one of the times I had driven out to watch the Bills game. Oh, I know what year it was. It was uh, the year that the Gophers were playing the first time they played in Detroit for their bowl game. No, the Radio No, uh, um, not Radio City Bowl. What? What's the the uh, um, Quick Lane Bowl. Quick Lane Bowl. Because you worked that one. I worked. This yeah. is the one I worked because I got a I got a text from from our buddy Mike Grimm saying, "Hey, are you still planning on coming?" And I was only going to go just because it was going to make Roycey angry. That's the only mm-hmm. reason. Yep, Truly, because I thought, well, I'm driving back anyway. Why yeah. not just stop by, take a selfie, and just yeah. tweet it out to get Pat going? So you got to be a spotter instead. It was great. Yeah. It was so much fun. Well, anyway, driving, when you drive uh, through Niagara Falls into Canada, mm-hmm. the, what do you call it, to get in there, the uh, not customs, but... Uh, sure. Is that what it's called? And, yeah, yeah, Border yeah. Patrol. Yeah. You sit in line, and this was a Monday morning. It was either a Monday or Tuesday morning. I, I can't remember. But you sit in line on this bridge, yeah. and the wind is, and it, you can feel it swaying. Yeah. And I, I remember <laughs> thinking, uh, I need to get off this bridge right now, or really? I'm, I'm going to lose it. And I just kept. I, my, I was. I was Bad doing this. Too funny. Yeah. So, but that was a pretty drive, though. So you do that drive through Canada. Really pretty drive. I, I, I will look forward to trying that someday. <laughs> no, I you did. Won't. I, I don't know if I will, but I did see this video online where about a ten-year-old boy, maybe a twelve-year-old boy, right. was working as a spotter for a high school football game or maybe a college football game. All right. Right. And he's got the. Uh, the binoculars. Uh, binoculars out, and he's saying number two to thir- tackle by thirty-seven. He's doing it. Like perfect, right? Cool. And I think that's what a spotter does, right? You yes. you kind of just narrow in. You get the number. So the guy saying number two Johnson got tackled by thirty seven. If you're working for a really good play by play guy, what which Mike Grimm is, it's he he has a science to it. He just says point to my sheet. Yeah, okay. And it, it's amazing how good he is at his job. How anyway, smooth continue. that is. Okay, yeah, so just smooth. It's in the background. Someone yells JC. They they use the old JC, sure, word, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying not to say that because I'm trying to make my girls not say that because they go to Catholic school and you probably shouldn't scream that at Catholic probably school. Probably not. That's right? not a good idea. So after the play ends, <laughs> the guy who's the play by play says, Did you just say what I thought you said? So, well, what do you think I said? He said, When that person yelled JC, did you say, is my Lord and Savior. And sure enough, some random person yells Jesus Christ, <laughs> and the kid said, is my Lord and Savior. That was his response. The kid was the smoothest 12-year-old kid I have ever seen in my life. That's outstanding. The color commentary guy or the, the play-by-play guy just started laughing like, you are one smooth kid. It was really, really funny. And I'm glad you mentioned that because you know we'll, we'll see all of these viral things. of, For instance, uh, what's coming to mind right now is, the great play that we saw in the prep bowl where the kid lateraled it to the other kid. It was all over Sports Center. Didn't even see it. It was uh Glencoe no, not Glencoe Silver Lake. It was um uh the other place. Up Tw- by, Twelve Man or No, uh, no. Okay. Yes, it's Twelve Man. Uh New <laughs> London Spicer. Okay. Thank you. New London Spicer beat 
the other team they were playing, and it was to end the game. Okay. And so the kid catches it, realizes he's going to be tackled. The game's over. They're going to lose yep, the championship. Yep. He flips it to his teammate, who then catches it and runs it in for a nice. touchdown, and they win the game. So nice. it was really cool. I forget where I was going with that. But but then you just you it's, see the worst in humanity. Yeah, with, so with, you're seeing these beautiful, nice things. Right? Yeah, so I, I, that, that's that's cool. I'm glad that there's – it gives me hope. You know what, what would be so great? Just think going to high school the next day after you just won the state championship on a lateral that is a 1% chance play. So I was – it's funny you say that. I was watching Fox 9 this morning, and one of their hits was they were interviewing a bunch of these kids. And – it was so dude bro, right? Because mm-hmm. it, it, it was, you know, the two guys, two of the guys on the team stand there and, oh, it's been really cool. You know, all the teachers have been coming up, giving us congratulations. And and then they pan to this other guy who's got his, you know, fo- I think they're the Wildcats, Wildcat football shirt on. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it's been pretty cool. Oh, <laughs> thinking, yeah. You stud. Like, that's just awesome. But the one kid had a great line. He said, uh, it really makes you feel great about being a part of small town football and i thought damn it i love that it's a little american and that's so cool that he that he kept that in the back of his mind that was pretty cool what's the best part is if they don't just peek in high school because i am going to tell you you, glory days bruce springsteen till he's 45 happened to me in high school (laughs) so i had no choice but to peek outside of high school right i had to peek well, not much after high school. I probably peaked, but I had to peak because not I didn't do anything in high school. I actually, I think I peaked in sixth grade. That's when I became senior, or, uh, sixth grade class president, and that was. I remember that like we were in. I was in the boys' locker room, okay. and they announced the thing. And I was running against Dave Kobe, and I, I may have told you the story. And Dave Kobe was like the valedictorian of sixth grade, obviously the smartest kid. Sure. And we had to do a couple speeches, and he gave the speech about how we were using these foam lunch trays and how. That's not good, and they go right Ooh, into the bad thing. bad for the environment. Really bad for the environment. I gave a speech that, I don't know if I can get this to happen, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try to have a McDonald's installed in the school to serve as McDonald's. You did not. I did. Complete fabricated BS, right? What? Nothing like a politician wouldn't try to pull now. I mean, I said I was going to try. I didn't I say I was going to do it. Yep. And then my, my teacher, Betty Granger, rest her soul. I'm sure she has to be dead by now. If she's not, correct me. But she said, as we were getting ready to vote... You know, remember, folks, this is not a popularity contest. This is who do you think will do the best job? Not and I was what like, was blindly promised to you. Yeah, she's like, I'm like wait, hey, Tuts, hey, out of here. Yeah, you don't get to make a speech, then I get to make another speech. So she, uh, she had done that. I still won. And I don't recall, and I do have a bad memory, but I don't recall one time doing anything for the student council. I don't remember going you to one meeting. You would have made a good politician. <laughs> I, I really think I should have been. I, I don't recall. Do, and Dave would have been an excellent politician. He should have won 100% won. He should have maybe followed me. Th- Did you get an office? Th- Did you get a little office? I don't recall literally going to one meeting. Hmm. I don't ever remember doing one thing about it. So maybe it was just a, I am sure they got together because there was a whole council. I remember being a part of something similar to that in which it was a group setting and we had to talk about, and I lasted one meeting. Oh, wow. And I remember thinking, I don't want to be here. But you get to get out of class. I don't care. care yeah. I don't want to do this. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. I, I was I was uh, in the sauna the other day with a guy at the gym. Ah. Right? Okay. And we were talking about the place that we were saunaing at and how great it is. And and, and he, he started to talk to me a little bit about the politics. And I said, oh, time out. 
Like I, I don't want to ever think about the politics here. Yep. I don't want to ever plan anything here. Right. I don't want to vote on anything here. I'm just a member here. And I said, I made a comment like, those who do that stuff, I really question. And he says, well, you know, I'm, I'm the vice president. That's me. And I said, oh, well, <laughs> I really question you. Right. Right. Because what are you doing? And then he went ahead and explained all of the like boards he was on of like this this homeowners association thing and a different golf course. And I thought, what are you doing? Why would you go through all of that stress when you're, I want to separate my work. My work is my work, right? That can be stressful. But then my golf and my sauning should be zero stress whatsoever. Right. Like zero. This is supposed to be your escape. It is. The, the, the club that I play at, they wanted to do a, um, a capital campaign to get a bunch of money to rebuild the whole club. Sure. Right. And people were screaming at each other about it because it was going to be a big dollar amount everyone had to put in. And, they, you know, they, they voted and they have a certain amount of members and there was three votes that didn't, three members that didn't vote. And I was one of them. And I told my friend, he's like, why would you not vote? And I said, I, I don't care. I don't want to ever think about it. Someone else, you know, because they were like, we need a new heating and cooling. I don't care. I don't care about your heating and cooling thing. I don't care if it's cold in here. Put one in, charge me. I don't care, right? <laughs> and they, he was just incredulous that I wouldn't vote either way. And it happened to be a, almost a perfect 50-50 vote, actually. It was 51-49. To, they, and they decided it was so close that they can't do anything because they wanted like 80% of the members to say See, yes, not. You should have said, well, it's up for the... Yeah, I, I could have just I could have just hey, held right my here, vote. Right yeah, here. yeah. Who really wants this? So what you're saying is, let's say you were in charge of I don't know a, a budget for an entire state, and you forecasted that we were going to have 18 billion dollars in surplus money over the next two years. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. I why aren't people in Minnesota losing their frigid minds? <laughs> I don't get it. Why would we let these people take an extra $12 billion of our money? Our money. And then then they do something. I'm like, oh, we're going to give it back to you in Walls Bucks for $300. $300 times $3 million does not equal $12 billion, folks. Wait, so that math doesn't work out? No, that doesn't work out. Oh. We, we should be taking up arms against our local government. Well, it is so weird. You heard, it is so weird. You heard the show the day after the election. So, May or did I? It would have been a Wednesday morning, obviously, November 9th, because I think the election day was November 8th. Okay. And I just kept playing the the lady, the dictionary lady, saying despondent. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm despondent oh, yes. because yep. Yep. If, if you weren't convinced that what's been happening the last two years isn't enough to change your mind, we have such saps, mindless saps in this state, wandering aimlessly thinking, well, this is, this is great. Mm-hmm. Everything's just wonderful. Wake the freak up. Yeah. Are you that stupid? Something's not right. Well, but I, I, I do believe, though, that what has happened is politics has become such a polluted cesspool mm-hmm. that people, and, I, and, and I'm not ripping her, I, I'm married to one that just says, I don't want to pay attention yeah, to this crap. To. Same thing I don't want to do in my club. I don't yeah, want to pay attention. And, and to I don't blame apathy. her. If I didn't yeah. have this job, I wouldn't pay nearly mm-hmm. as close attention to politics as I do. But I still have a vested interest in what I pay every year. In you know, yeah. so I just think that there's just a general lack of concern because there's just a general lack of awareness. People don't, and, and this is not to be rude. I don't think people understand dollars. what billions of dollars are, right? Because I, I think it's, it's just such monopoly a, money. It, it doesn't make any sense to us. But yeah. one thing that I think is truly repugnant is when our governor and I don't know him, and I hate to like I don't say 
bad things about politicians if I've never met them, right? Mm-hmm. So, but when he says, "Oh, we're thinking of doing some middle tax, middle uh, middle income tax cuts," it's like, what, what do you mean thinking about it? You're overcharging us by twelve billion dollars in a biennium, right? Every two years by twelve billion dollars. That is too much. You're taking. It's not tax cuts. It's just give us back the money that we paid. That you overcharged and, us and, to begin and, with. And you know, go ahead and get the right amount in in our taxes. It's to say, oh, I'm going to give it back to the middle class. It's like, what do you mean give it back? All you did is take it from them. All you did is took $12 billion too much. Mm-hmm. You should be embarrassed. If they were running any sort of company and you were that far off on your budgeting, you would be gone in a second. The problem is, is people don't know what $12 billion is. Well, the other it problem is- It just doesn't make sense. And including me, $12 billion the, is a, a number I don't get. The people that are making these decisions have no one to report to. Mm-hmm. They don't work for us. Yeah. Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're supposed to. But they don't work for us. When you, you go back all the way down to that food fraud scam, oh. right, where that little town oh. was saying they're paying 5,000 children a day, mm-hmm. a to day, eat. or not paying, feeding 5,000 yep. children a day in like Big Lake, Minnesota or wherever it was. And the guy was getting $7 bucks for it and making those numbers up. But the fat math of that was like, wait, there's only 1,700 kids in a 19-mile radius. So we're getting four times more than the amount of kids who live in this area to come here to eat every day? I don't think so. Yeah. So I was trying to look for it, but uh, and this is peanuts in comparison, mm-hmm. but there was another company that filed uh, bogus claims. I'm trying to find the story because I had it saved for Joe. Um, oh, darn it. I can't, I can't find it. But a... Uh, a Chinese company, mm-hmm. a company from China, had also filed uh, to receive COVID funds. I don't know oh, if it really? was in this state or not, but I'm thinking. And, and did they get them? Of course. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. And I, it was, it wasn't as, it wasn't 250 million dollars. It was only 35 million dollars, I believe. Yeah, but let's say it was 3,500 dollars. No one said, wait. Wait a minute. Hold this up. This company, <laughs> this this mailing check does not go to Roseville, Minnesota. It goes to Guanling, China. I'm thinking Guanlin might not be a real town, but I, it sounds right. It's to just, me. and that's again goes back to why, I'm just saying, you know, I I get why people just say I don't I don't want to waste a second of my free time. People are mm. busy. People are working. They got kids. They've got volleyball practice. They've got family stuff that they got to worry about. So I get it. I really do. But there are people seizing upon that lack of general interest in the given field oh, of yeah. politics. So do you do you do what Kenny would suggest? What's that? You seize upon that and you you build <laughs> what what did Kenny want to do? He wanted to start that gas tax. Uh, didn't yeah. didn't he want to yes. like figure that out? He's like yeah. that sounds like money maker, which I agree. It does sound like money maker. Uh, I have to ask you a question. I got an email from Lee talking about last week's episode Reavers just listened to you and Mike do oh it was last so this was been 2 weeks ago. Uh, when you did the show on Friday for the weekly scramble on my drive to work, tell Fret that to market multiple slush busters to keep one in your vehicle so you can knock the stuff off when you get to work, uh, and then you've got one for the garage. Tell Fret he should. Uh, oh shoot, I lost my place here. Anyway, um, can I talk about those? Hold on one second. Are go we ahead. doing a slush buster ad? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, um, Dave, the guy who owns slush busters. Yes, he and I have become kind of close. Oh, sweet. He texts me a lot, right? Cool. Which is sweet, right? Yeah. And he always wants to say, don't forget to mention that they're Christmas things. I'm like, I think people know that this is a perfect Christmas gift. Joe stopped at your grand store. Oh, did he? Grand Avenue last Friday. To get one? To get one, yes. So I I, I, 
I'm going to tell you, it's a unique product. I didn't know if it was going to sell really well. I didn't know if it was going to sell. It is blowing out the doors. You're kidding me. So if you come to one of the Fratellonis and we're out, hang tight. The problem is, is Dave's almost out of them. His production run is almost out. So he, I mean, Reavers just gave himself a pat on the back. It is. So he delivered another 40 to my warehouse today, uh, 10 to my St. Louis Park store, 10 to my Eden Prairie store, and 10 to my Burnsville store all You're today. You're kidding me. No, because I'm selling them so fast. And he's actually going in and setting up tables in the stores and meeting people. So it's super great. And he just sells the heck out of them when he's there because people see what it is and they're like, oh, I think I, I could use that. I need that. Yeah, so it's a slush buster, right? And it you, you it's a it's basically like a stick with a plastic flag on it, to, like a, a shovel with a plastic flag that you can scrape under your wheel well and get way under there without damaging your paint, without damaging your wheels. And it's relatively ingenious because there is no good way to get that snow out of there no. besides this thing. And it's resonating really well with, I think, Garage Logic listeners oh, 100%. and shoppers at Fratelloni's. Here's how great the device has become. So, so go to 21 yeah. Fratelloni's and uh, is it Wellner? Uh, uh, no, no, no. Uh, Robbinsdale Ace. Robbinsdale yeah. Ace Hardware. Uh, you can get it on Amazon, but don't do that. Go to the store. Go to Fratelloni's uh, and, and get it. Can I tell you that it's to the point now where the boys and I fight over who gets to do the slush busting in, oh, our, in nice. our family. As in, because now, and I, I, I mentioned this last week, but I'm going to mention it again. I have, a, I have, for the first time in my life, have a heated garage. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, anytime it dips below 40 degrees, I'm kidding. But when it gets, you know, I, yeah. I turn it on and then um, I go, no, it's my turn. I, I get I get to do it. You get to do and it, and then everything yeah. melts. Yeah. And then so I, yeah. then when it when it melts, and then she leaves for work in the morning, then I squeegee it out. Yep. And then because even this morning, I said, uh, you can leave the garage door open. And she goes, oh my god, again? I said, well, yeah, there's some snow. Well, I, 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 I got to get rid yeah, of it. Okay. She said, go back to bed. No, 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 baby. No. It's it's time yeah. to slush bust. <laughs> yes. It's time to bust some slush, baby. Yep. And and she said, "Why are you talking like that?" And I said, "Well, because I'm excited. Because it's sexy." Yeah. <laughs> but well, we literally, the boys and I, literally fight over who gets to do the it. The emailer had a really good point, though. Thank you, Lee. By the way, thank you very much yeah, for listening so to the show. So let's get to back to Lee's point briefly. Is you put it in your car when you get to work, you do it. So you dump the stuff off at work. Yep. In their parking lot. Because work has plows, right? They're, sure. Yeah, and, and you know, or do it in the garage. Let's let's say you work in downtown Minneapolis. You have a heated well, garage. So yeah, get in a heated garage and dump it in there and leave it there, so you don't leave it in your garage at home. That is a good idea. A slush Buster. At slush, what was it? Slushbuster.com. Don't we know that? Do Slushbuster.us. Dot us, as yeah. in the United States. And here's why it's one of the things that I I truly do love about this job, and it, and I've mentioned this before, but it's. Connecting people with with businesses and products. It's truly the best part of this job. Yeah. It, it, it really is. I've gotten to meet so many cool, interesting people. And Dave and his lovely wife are chief among them. Yeah. They're just rock star cool people. He's sending me pictures of his Corvette and his motorcycle in his oh, garage. He's jerk. got this he's got this really good setup. But again, he he wants us to mention Christmas gifts, and I think we do. But it is a perfect Christmas gift for the guy who is the garage logician who has everything. Hundred yeah. percent. And I had mentioned this earlier, you know, about getting a, a gift certificate for the, uh, you know, for a wife, for a mother-in-law, or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you've got a father-in-law or a dad, either do the slush buster if you've already got one. Mm-hmm. Fratelloni gift card too. Oh yeah. And right brainer. now, there you you buy uh, you pay fifty bucks for one, you get one for ten uh, free ten. Bucks. No way. Yeah. Oh sweet. So you can buy a bunch of those, so you can get two hundred bucks worth and then forty bucks free. 
That's a good deal, right? And then use it in the spring and get yourself yeah, a nice you're gonna, grill. You're going to use it. That's what, you know, so the new company bought us, right? Yep. And, and we have a bunch of new ideas, we've things we've never done before. And they said, let's do some gift cards. I said, oh, that sounds like a good idea. Let's do it. And I said, but you understand this. People are going to 100% use their Fratelloni's gift card. They live right next to Fratelloni's. This is right. where they go to shop. Right. This is they're, their store. Yeah, and most people, when they do a gift card, they think, oh, it's a restaurant. Maybe someone won't use it, or they're going to use it two years from now or whatever. It's called breakage in the business, right? Sure, We sure. don't have breakage. No. Because people are going to use the gift card. I bought card. this. I'm using it. In fact, we have gift cards on that. Uh, what's that GL uh, auction oh, the, thing the, that we uh, the Garage Logic. 1,000th podcast auction. Yeah, we're doing... Which is really neat. We're doing 5,000 bucks worth of Fratelloni's gift cards. Wow. And when I when I talked to the guys, the power of Bernie and, and yeah. Dan Seaman and the stuff, crew, the guys yes. here, I said, They're, people are going to use our cards. They're going to sell for exactly what they are <laughs> right. because they know that I'm going to spend 500 bucks there. I think there's some 500, 250, and $100 ones, right? Right. Anybody who's buying those is using all of it. So if you get that deal for less than full face value, what a deal. That that's a pretty good system. I like that system when you guys do those. Yeah, it's yeah. it's neat. And yeah, it just it, it's also a cool way to kind of bring everybody together to be involved in in the same all your endeavor. advertisers yeah. doing something. Yeah, it's, it's cool. A, it's a good idea. Michael, thank Reavers, you sir. You're the best. Please do us a favor, rate and review the show wherever you happen to be listening to the Weekly Scramble. We would truly truly appreciate it. His name is Mike Fredaloni. My name is Chris Reavers. We'll talk to you again next week. Until then, cheers. Hey, GLers, the Garage Logic 1000th Podcast Auction. Yes, that's a mouthful, but let me say it again. The Garage Logic 1000th Podcast Auction is going to start December 9th at 12 a.m. and run through December 15th at 8 p.m. 70% off items of the retail value. All you got to do, go to garagelogic.com, enter the keyword auction. Here's a list of some of the items that we're going to have in the Garage Logic 1000th Podcast Auction a gas furnace from Air Mechanical, a stealth trailer from Pleasureland RV, a water heater from Air Mechanical, five night all inclusive golf vacation to the Dominican Republic from Escape With Us Vacation. The Ultimate Yard Maintenance Package from Tri-State Bobcat, Sporting Clays and Dinner for Four from Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club, and a $4,000 gift certificate from R.F. Moeller. How about Fratelloni's gift cards certificates? That's right, $100, $250, $500, $1,000 gift certificate towards a new garage door from my friends at Rise and Shine Garage Door. Again, it doesn't start until December 9th at 12 a.m., but it only runs through December 15th. So you've got a couple of days, but it starts on December 9th. It's the Garage Logic 1000th podcast auction. You can find out more at garagelogic.com. Enter the keyword auction.